0: This is Acceptable Vices for April 17th, 2015. This week, Spec Ops The Line. Hey everybody, it's Acceptable Vices. I'm your happy host, Victor Frost, and on the line with us today, we've got a skeleton crew for our podcast, but that's okay because a skeleton keeps all the muscles in check. We got Cherba.
1: Hey, fun spec ops fact for you. That music you hear on the title screen is a live recording of Jimi Hendrix playing Star Spangled Banner at fucking Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, that's it. It is the
0: best rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. And uh, in New York, he uh, recently escaped from a Swedish prison. It's Nelson.
2: I didn't bring any meatballs with me, but I got a milk frother whose name is Product. Huh. Okay. Jesus.
0: What do we even, like, how do you even... Go from there. You got a milk frother? what the hell do you need a milk frother For coffee for?
2: to froth milk. You, milk-y. Do you Do you just drink milk like it like it right when it comes out of the cow? No. No. You gotta you gotta see, froth it first like a see civilized Nelson, person.
0: See Nelson, you wanna go like a civilized person? You drink your coffee black, goddammit.
2: Ugh.
0: Ugh. Pansy. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, today we're going to be talking about the, uh, the amazing game Spec Ops The Line. Um, if you were unawares of this game's existence, for shame, for shame upon you, uh, came out for all the major platforms, including Mac, um... In uh, 2012, 2013, took Mac about a year and a half to get it, uh, but it's for Windows, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. Uh, published by Jaeger Development and 2K Games, distributed by Take Two Interactive. Great game, Nelson. What is special about this game? What well, has um, spurred us to discuss it?
2: So, I am going to say first off, if you haven't played Spec Ops: The Line, uh, the, uh, what, what are the people that make the video game uh, yes. YouTube thing? No, no, the um, uh, Extra Credits yes. did a two-parter video series. And the first part doesn't have spoilers. And it basically is why you should play this game. So yes. we'll put a link in the doobly-doo and go stop this podcast and watch that video. And then play Spec Ops and then come back to this
1: podcast in that order,
2: Yes. And don't sleep no, no. in between, or else you'll don't forget. sleep.
1: Don't stop this podcast. It lines up eerily well, just like you know, Dark Side of the Moon and Mr. <laughs> of <Oz. laughs> Um, because I
2: am going to spoil everything. No, oh, yes, everything, all the in, things. Yeah. Um. So, are you ready? Are you ready? I think we're ready. All right, ready. Spec Ops is the video game version of Apocalypse Now. Except yep. eight hours long. Yep. And and I played it all in one sitting. Because of course.
0: <laughs> because of course. Now, no, Nelson, you replayed it to refresh your memories for this show, right?
2: Uh, not for the show, but I have replayed it recently. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And it is just as good. Here's the thing. So Spec Ops is weird because the Spec Ops series, just quick, uh, quick history note, mm-hmm. they were kind of shitty games. They were oh, shitty yeah. like, we're a tactical military shooter games, and they gave it to uh, what was the studio?
0: Jaeger, Jaeger Development.
2: Yeah, they gave it to Jaeger, uh, you know, developments, which like, who are they? Um, and they took it, and then they they made a military shooter, but they made it excellent yeah I mean um, the,
0: the before spec ops the line the the Jaeger development only put out two games it was Jaeger and mm-hmm. uh, aerial strike low altitude high stakes and those were both flight simulators yeah so I mean if you want to know what games they, they went, did after that they also did Dead Island 2.
2: oh yeah so, but um yeah. this is yeah. spec ops the
0: line the spec ops the line is arguably their best game oh yeah yeah so young you know inexperienced studio gets handed you know game third uh, game to a franchise and they go crazy with this this is amazing game Mm-hmm. So here here's the premise of the game. Um, you play a uh, you play the character Captain Martin Walker, him and the rest of his three-man team, which three-man team. Nobody does that. Um, gets sent into a post-catastrophe Dubai or Dubai. I, Dubai. I can't ever, Dubai. You don't it's Dubai, not, I don't
1: Victor. I don't what? know. I keep
0: on mixing <laughs> it up. I that Dubai is the default, but I swear someone told me that it's Dubai. And it's they probably the same wrong. kind of They were I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so they're sent into a post-catastrophe du- uh, Dubai with as they're a Delta Force team apparently on a reconnaissance mission. Now they go in there to try and find dead American soldiers, but as soon as they get in there, the captain decides, yeah, you know, mission's different now. Now we got to search for su- survivors, and they basically go completely off mission. And it's, uh,
2: it's scope creep. It's your yeah, classic. Your classic uh, Middle Eastern scope creep.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, and then um, what ends up happening is that, uh, long story short, and this is what the news will like you, will, likes to, liked to point out when the game first came out, you end up killing a lot of American soldiers.
2: Quite a few, yes.
0: Although, although since, they, since they went AWOL, I guess they're not soldiers anymore.
2: Well, but did they? I don't know. So the cool thing about the game, one of the cool things, is that it starts maybe it starts in media res. You're in the helicopter and you're trying to fly through and then you crash. Mm -hmm. And then it begins. And there is a point where you get back to the helicopter and you fly through. Um, And it's not... It's very ambiguous as to whether everything after the first scene is your dying flashback or whether it is things that are actually happening. Um... There's an interesting uh, note that I didn't... I didn't realize this until I read an interview with the developers, but... So there's some dream sequences, right? Mm. And they always fade to white afterwards. Yeah. And all of the regular real-life, real-life scenes fade Mm -hmm. to black. At the end of the game, if you go and you get in the, the Humvee, and they're like, oh, you know lucky you got out and you're like no maybe i didn't it fades to white <laughs> and i didn't realize that until you know they had laid that out for me okay. but yeah
0: so so let, let's let talk a little bit about the ability to enact choice in this game so there are a few scenes that um you get some kind of a choice and depending on what scene it is you either actually have a choice or you don't like for example there's a scene in the game where you have to shoot down uh you you're given a choice to kill two to kill one of two people one is a native uh and another one is an american soldier and i don't remember the reasons why you get why you had to
2: was choose this between the, the two where they were strung up and there was yeah the they were one. strung up yeah yeah so the uh Someone had, one of them had stolen more than his water ration, and the other one had, like, retaliated against him or something. Right. Yeah, so uh, what happened
1: was that the native had stolen water, capital offense, and the soldier had gone to capture him, and he did, but in doing so killed the native guy's family. Hmm. Hmm. An excessive so- force, also a capital, uh, capital offense.
0: Yes. So you have to choose which one you want to kill. And there is that choice. You can go use your gun and choose which one you want to shoot down, basically, you know, to save them. And then that's the choice you were explicitly given. And in, any, and in most games you would say, okay, I literally have to do one or the other. But this game has a... Was, the designers came really prepared. You can actually shoot no one And then snipers will kill them both. You can try to shoot all the snipers, and then that might work. Or you can, you know, try shooting, or you can actually kill them both, and then that's a different option. You are presented with a glut of choice in that particular scenario. And that's pretty good. But they also have this other part of this, and this is the white phosphor part of the game. Mm Mm-hmm. So what you have in that particular scene is that you have to clear off a bunch of quote-unquote enemies that are in your way. And um, you can try shooting them with your sniper rifle, but they have infinite regen and you have a finite amount of bullets, so you really can't get them all. Mm. And once you're out of bullets... You have to use the white phosphor, and if you don't know what white phosphorus is, white phosphorus is a uh, is a very white
1: phosphorus. Not white phosphor. I'm sorry,
0: white phosphorus. White phosphorus is a very illegal, very bad weapon. That well, basically, when um, it makes, con- is it not illegal? Not, I was under the not impression not so it was illegal. illegal. I thought I it used was a, it in Iraq. And that's true. We a did a lot of it um, against civilians. So, so white phosphorus. What it does legality or illegality so what it does is that when it makes contact with human skin it basically burns your skin and keeps burning and you can't really put it out if i recall correctly
2: it's yeah basically
0: yeah so you ha- your skin and your flesh is permanently on fire um until there's no more flesh or anything to burn <laughs>
1: I mean, okay, I just ha- I just suddenly had hey image of like you're permanently on fire. It's just some dude going down doing the shopping, you know, picking up <laughs> some milk. He's on fire. <laughs> um, uh,
2: excuse very me, sir, I'm games. smoking in this area. <laughs> <laughs> so the the first scene is interesting because with the two the two uh, two dudes the two people, yeah. because later in the game it does a a flashback to mm. that scene. And both of those are actually just corpses that are just hanging there. Yep. Yeah. Um and the the second scene, which a lot of people it was sort of evenly split between people who were like, Oh, this is you know, this is bullshit, why can't I fight my way through, blah, blah, blah. And the people who are like, Oh, well, you know, you had the choice to turn off the game. Both of those are wrong.
0: Yes, they are both wrong. Yeah. Because, A, you couldn't fight your way through. You would die every single time.
2: Mm-hmm. And if you shut
0: down the game, well, that's like saying, well, I don't want to deal with this hard choice in real life, so I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah. It's- so it's not really a choice. I mean, it is a choice, but not really. It, it It's a choice outside of the context of mm-hmm. the scenario. I yeah, think, it's a, uh, it's a I meta think that choice. Actually,
1: that makes it a lot but- cheaper of a. Uh, yeah story beat the game simply because the game later on drills into you no this is your choice you did this you are the one who chose to do this and it's like no i fucking didn't you well let the me progress. Well, the character did
2: the, the character, character did definitely made a choice and the other one of the sidekicks is is saying hey i don't know if we want to do this and the character says literally we have no choice Yep. And it's a it's a disconnect between maybe what the player wants to do and then what the character wants to do. Because the character, by the way, is going insane.
0: Yes, because the truth is that you're here because you want it to feel like something you're not. A hero.
1: Well, that's the thing. The character, there is some argument whether the character was insane from the beginning because there's a bunch of stuff that people apparently just don't notice in that game according mm-hmm. to the developers' playtests. Like your commander's face being on billboards where it shouldn't yeah, be yeah that's mm-hmm. super creepy also it's a weird yeah. shit like that and fucking apparently nobody notices this until the craziness starts getting real pronounced with hallucinations and dancing mm-hmm. mannequins and shit mm-hmm. yep yeah, it was I, a lot thing,
2: yeah
0: go ahead
2: oh i i want to talk about the mechanics of the game a little bit so with mm it's a it's a third person cover based shooter right and it's yeah. a passable one it's not great but a lot of reviews and a lot of people that have gone into depth about this have sort of written off the mechanics as sort of like the vehicle that get you to you know commit these atrocities mm-hmm. but they i guess they they don't realize the mechanics are key to this whole thing like for example the the uh, the coup de gras, what is that called? Where you like you shoot Um, someone and they go down and you... you Execution. Yeah, the execution. It starts off in the beginning of the game, you shoot someone, and they're dead, right? And then, over the course of the game, you get more and more, uh, you know, loot from doing these executions, but they get more progressively bloodier. Yep. And there is a point in the game where, you know, the the main dude like beats a dude to death and the other characters react, but if you think about it, that didn't come all of a sudden. Like if you had been, you know, using the that mechanic and getting the rewards, the, you know, game rewards for using that mechanic, it was getting progressively bloodier as time goes on.
0: Right. I mean it the, the entire game reacts to your choices as a player in so many subtle ways.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so from a from a story and that was all I had to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> so from a from a story perspective, and extra credits pointed this out. So if you've played the game and you you really should go and watch the second part of the extra credits uh uh, two-parter on this as well um, the extra credits crew point out that you are constantly moving down oh yeah yeah so you start off on the edge of this sandblasted uh, Dubai and you're you're just going you're going down into this like sand crater into the the heart of the city And you're constantly moving down, even at a point where you're like, okay, I have fallen through to the basement of a building. And after one cutscene later, you're at the very top of a skyscraper, and you are now going back down again. Mm -hmm. You are constantly moving down, going deeper and deeper into uh, into your own personal hell. It's it's a great, the, the, the vertical movement in the game is a fantastic metaphor for like how, how terrible things are getting. And you get one of the terrible things is that when the, going back to the white phosphorus scene, you start off above all of the people, above all the troops and stuff that are down there that you then bombard with the white phosphorus. And then when you go down into there, you get to see all the the viscera and the carnage of your actions. That you, oh no, you've killed civilians and friendlies. You've killed all these people. I don't know about you guys, but when I was when after that scene, after the the save point of that scene was over and it was all done and everything, I like I paused the game and I had to go for a walk.
2: I I didn't pause the game because I'm a cold hearted bastard, but um. I was, I was like, oh, jeez. And then after, when they did the callback to it with the painting of the woman, uh-huh. that is when it hit me.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It hit me harder the first time I played through the game, but the second time I played through, I'm like, huh, I'm going to try and do other things. And I tried literally every other possible thing I could do. But, and then mm-hmm. as soon as I realized I was being forced into that choice, if I wanted to continue the game... I was just like, well, you know, I had absolutely no option on this if I wanted to continue playing the game I paid for. So, I well, yeah. yeah but- then I was just like, mm, yeah, okay. If you're going to force me into it, well, whatever. But the first time, some, no, it hit some, me pretty hard. Some
2: people, some uh, s- some people might contend that they were also forced into committing atrocities. <laughs>
0: I mean, the, here's yes, here's a bit also, of.
1: the... Here, These here's people a bit of a dialogue from atrocities that against people who don't fucking exist
0: right he, here's <laughs> a bit of dialogue here's a bit of the dialogue from that scene and it really goes right into this uh it goes uh lugo walker lugo adams lugo walker so it goes uh you're fucking kidding right that's white phosphorus walker goes yeah i know what it is you've seen what this shit does you know we can't use it Adam turns to Lugo, he says, might not have a choice, Lugo. Lugo says, there's always a choice, and Walker says, no, there's really not. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: It's pretty blatant.
0: And then they go, and then after that very scene, they go, this is your goddamn fault. This is your fault, goddammit. And Lugo seems...
1: (laughs) Hanging a lampshade on it doesn't give it that much more impact when they're basically going, nope, this is it. This is what happens. Yeah. 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 You might as well just be telling it to me as a story at that point.
0: Yeah, well, that's what games are—they're stories. Mm-hmm.
1: I know, but just going through the motions does not can mean just, I'm having any effect.
0: Can I just point out? Can I just point out and take a step to say that the story of this is a little bit on the ridiculous side, because it, I mean, this guy was talking to uh, Walker was talking to Conrad over the radio, and his two squatties didn't know that. Didn't notice that he was basically talking to no one, and that he was getting progressively more crazy. I don't well, know. That's I thing. mean,
1: it's when you get to the very end, you have a number of flashbacks that basically show uh, your two squadmates going like, "Hey, what the fuck? Are you okay?" And like, going, "Hey, he just stopped. Now he's talking to himself. What the fuck's wrong with the captain?" Shit like that. But that's (laughs) never actually shown in the game. In the game, they just carry on like you're completely normal and this is just everyday stuff for Delta. Right. I'm pretty sure that is
2: the the majority of the game is, you know, it's third person, but it's from the perspective of Walker.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: Like, it shows him, you know, getting more and more rugged, but it doesn't show him, like, being batshit insane. Right? Yeah. Yeah. At which point, no, why didn't sure they isn't just? Being
1: pretty fucking crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Why didn't they just? Uh, which is my question. Why did they continue to follow his orders?
2: What else? You're stuck in the desert.
0: You drag his ass back to the outside of the sandstorm.
2: That's do you what. You know they, well, how many sky skyscrapers they'd have to climb to get out of that hole.
1: <laughs> to did be fair, they, are, <laughs> they do carry on like, "Oh, hey, you know." You made us this, you made us do this, you made us into killers, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> When in reality they probably should have gone, hey sir, uh no, uh fuck you when he went off mission. Yeah. Which is like fucking five minutes into the game, they should have yeah, just gone exactly. no, get fucked, we're out, peace. Yep. We're not going off mission for your fucking personal bullshit.
0: Mm-hmm. I, off mission and many, many, many illegal orders.
2: Well the thing is it's it's no more crazy than than like the plot of Apocalypse now though, right? Like think about it. Think about That does not but that does off mission just
0: because went. just because there's precedent for it does not make it a better story.
1: Uh, they do kind of acknowledge it but it's like the point where they're complaining about it and trying to you know throw blame on him is the point where it's starting to become quite obvious where it's like they're perfectly happy to follow along you know breaking orders and everything else it's only when they start getting you know when it starts hitting them what they're doing that they start trying to assign blame to someone outside of themselves they're as much to blame as you are really Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, And by you, it can be kind of debatable as to whether the blame falls on you as Walker or you as the player, because the game, it does like to uh, it does like to blur that distinction quite a bit. I mean, there's all these different lines from the loading screen. How many Americans have you killed today? There's no difference between what is right (laughs) and what is necessary.
1: They're still shooting at me, so clearly not enough.
0: If you were a better person, you wouldn't be here. Mm. <laughs> oh, here's my favorite one. Cognitive dissonance is an uncomfortable feeling caused by holding two conflicting ideas simultaneously. The U.S. Military, the US military does not condone the killing of unarmed combatants, but this isn't real, so why should you care?
1: Yeah, they're trying to make a commentary, but the commentary that they're making isn't as much. Actually, no, it is look at what you were doing. Isn't this fucked up? But they're also kind of the primary commentary is not that the primary commentary they seem to be trying to make is, hey, look at all this shit's fucked up don't you think you're fucked up for doing all this fucked up shit? And the answer is no, <laughs> it's not fucking real, mate. <laughs> this is no more fucked up than, you know, fucking pretending to be a giant orc clubbing the shit out of people or, you know, Fusro
0: darling villagers halfway across the countryside. Yeah, that's,
1: that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> or pretending to be like, a, I don't know, a fucking rail baron in the Midwest fucking charging through Native American lands in your horrible desire to progress across the country and make money. it's like, yeah, well, okay, a, fine. that's fucked up. If you think about it, fair if enough. If you, if you compare it hand, to
2: the, the, uh, you know, white dude war porn of something like call of duty, which by the way, buying call of duty gives money to gun manufacturers.
0: Yeah, that's also kind of, that's kind of weird
2: too. Yeah. So if you, if you compare it to some, you know, as a, as a commentary on things like that, like, you know, playing, uh, an art, an art game about war, you know, might not be as fucked up as, you know, contributing to, uh, that kind of culture.
1: No, I think uh, I think you're mistaking what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here isn't a bit, isn't quite that. It's more just saying that their commentary would be a little more impactful if their commentary wasn't so far up its own ass about making a commentary on this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the that's the problem with a lot of uh, anything with a message gets preachy.
1: I would No, no. That it's not the. It's not being preachy. It's that they're also like turning around and going, "Hey, aren't we clever? are we clever for doing this?" And, and I can't fucking stand that. No, if you want to preach, preach. Don't tell me how clever you are for preaching. <laughs> eh.
2: Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that. Uh, that much uh, about from
0: it. Yeah, I didn't get that either. A I mean, little I, bit. I right. got the. I got the. The, the preachiness, but it didn't.
2: It felt like everything
0: it was saying was trying to make make you realize everything else it's saying. Hmm. You know, like all the loading screen stuff was trying to get you to dig. Was trying to get me to dig a little bit deeper into what was actually going on in the game. I mean, my moment of oh shit, this game is this game is trying to tell me something happened at that white phosphorus moment. You know, and then I was like, ah blinders off can see they're trying to give me some sort of message
2: here i so i played through the entirety of the game in about eight hours in one one sitting um possibly two i may have fallen asleep at some point (laughs) because it was it was over a weekend um but it was it was about eight hours of continuous uh continuous attention and by the end of it there's a few different endings that you can get, right? Right. You can, uh, you know, shoot what's-his-face or not shoot him. Uh, You can at the end when you are wearing his uh, coat, or his jacket, Mm -hmm. and you're holding the the grenade launcher, um, and the the army comes to save you, uh, you can either put down the grenade launcher, you can shoot at them and die, or you can shoot at them and kill all of them and just keep killing forever um, and be the sad little king of your sad little hill. Yep. Um, I physically could not make myself shoot them anymore. (laughs) Like, I felt such a, a visceral disgust. That I was just like, I am putting down this gun. I am going to go with the nice man and get in the Jeep. I get in the Humvee.
1: I, I did the I same did... thing. But I had, a uh, I had a different path of reasoning to that. Because throughout <clears> the game, everyone else you kill, barring some civilians obviously, tend to be a threat. Mm -hmm. They are explicitly a threat. They are shooting at you. If you do nothing, they will try and kill you.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Or rather, they will kill you. Or they are being a threat to your squad mates or civilians that you are theoretically trying to protect. How that works out practically, not so much maybe, but still. Whereas those soldiers at the end of the game are actually not presenting a threat until you do something threatening if you pull up your gun we'll start shooting but they're also just going to stand there and keep saying hey drop the gun drop the gun drop the gun until you drop the gun so if they're not presenting a threat i didn't see any particular reason why i should start lighting them up
2: see so you were i just you dropped probably, it and got in the car you <laughs> seem much like you were much more cognizant uh by the end i remember halfway through the the crowd scene where the crowd's kind of jostling ah, you that scene um, too
0: that's a good one
2: i murdered all of them oh you what <laughs> i didn't I sh- even I, sh- I i like i tried to push through and they jostled me back and someone threw a rock and i just mowed them down i really didn't even i shot up into the air I didn't even consider that that was an option see
0: that's what I mean when I said earlier the, the <laughs> designers got the options like all kinds mm-hmm. of figured out in here that's a really that's really cool cause you know game logic okay I, can, I can't I can get through them I have gun ergo must shoot yep. That's that's actually, like gamer logic but if you shoot up into the air they'll fucking scatter
1: I, I went the other even, way like, but not intentionally because what happened was I tried to walk through the crowd some guy some guy pushed me back and I basically went well, fuck you and walked over and punched him back <laughs> and then the crowd all just started tear assing off into the distance because my squad mate started firing into the air at this point hmm.
0: yeah I mean they got this they, they did a good job you know picking for alternative solutions to these problems that mm-hmm. you know they present the players. I was gonna say something, but I forgot because that got me kind of distracted. Um, well, oh yeah. Um, so for the end scene, I went. I went like I was somewhere between Nelson and and you, Cherba. I went. Uh, I was like, I don't want to kill these people. I'm just so tired of this. But and they're not threatening me, so do I don't really have a reason to do it. That was the first time. I went back and played again, and I murdered all of them just to see if I could, because I know they would try to to, sh- to kill me if I you know, started shooting at them. No problem. <laughs> Got all of them. So,
1: Actually, it was good to get the different endings. I was just looking down at my notes here, and uh, I... Remember something that Nelson said before about, oh, the dying dream theory? I literally have a note that says, oh, this is the fall that will play into the inevitable he's dead all along theories.
0: yeah Yeah. that that rewind (laughs) that rewind to the helicopter bit i thought oh okay
1: this is going to be oh this is all right
0: it's going back to the helicopter for some reason all right fine no problem and then he starts talking like wait a minute we've done this before i'm like no come on why
2: see that's the thing where i don't think it was you know just his light flashing before his eyes before he died because they explicitly mention, you know, one of them is like, "Hey, we've done this before." That was a that was not him though, right? That was another teammate.
0: No, that was him.
2: Okay. Then maybe it is just uh, you know, his his life flash or a, or, or a
0: PTSD flashback to catch you back. Oh, well, no. No. I don't know. That
1: would, no, that yeah, that wouldn't make according, sense. Uh, according to the subtitles it is definitely Walker that says it. Yeah. But also, yeah. fucking, As a side note, Nolan North is Nolan northing the shit out of this game. He is. <laughs> Are he they is. making
0: this a movie? Is his
1: star role.
0: Oh, oh no, Nolan North. Okay, yeah, I was thinking about someone different. Yeah, the voice actor.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he's is basically is. the role he was born to play. Oh
0: yes, yeah. yeah, so he is Nolan
1: North to eleven in this one. Actually, some speaking of the voice acting, have you noticed that uh, the voice gets a lot hoarser and. Throughout the game, the various things he said, slow say, slowly get more and more aggressive. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like it goes from uh, hostile down to enemy down to he's dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And then even I want to have that, a brief. It, That's by the middle of the game, like before you start openly going crazy as well. Then mm-hmm. you're already getting fucking hyper aggressive with people.
2: I would like to have a brief moment of silence for the two uh, the two guards and the stick of gum, um, <laughs> because they were my favorite characters, <laughs> and they were excellent, and the fact that they were there for, like, ten seconds, and they still, like, I don't know what any of the other characters' names are, but I remember those two, and they were excellent, and I... I really wish we had more games that played up that kind of thing, like The Henchman. Like when you're sneaking around in uh, No One Lives Forever. That was one of the best experiences I had. I had in the 1990s.
1: Yeah, man. Like, like it having, was great. Having your NPCs just have like random side conversations that don't pertain to the mission is an important part of fleshing out your world. Mm -hmm. yes it's
0: it's called flavor text and games need to put more effort into it
2: there was there was an interview with one of the lead writers of uh, I think it was an interview with one of the lead writers of Call of Duty and they were saying that they purposefully had to cut out so much flavor text because you know the the you know game designer people were like well you know this guy's not giving any info about like where to go and what to do and what you know your objective is They need they need to talk about the objective like you can't make them you can't <laughs> you, you can't know, make them empathize people With the with the NPCs too much or they want to they won't want to shoot them in the face That's why you put flavor text
1: you could always just add a few lines of dialogue from your commanding officer Ramirez Listen to these guys talk about the gum they stole from Benson. Fuck that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there's a lot of like um the car- even like in Halo where they they don't have a ton of flavor text type stuff. There you get you do get like the random interactions between the couple of NPCs here and there. I think flavor text mm-hmm. is important. I mean, and I mean, hell, this game went through the trouble of like having that uh, part of the battle where you have the uh, what's his face, the radio guy, the um, yeah, uh, Robert Dar- Darden, the radio man, giving you like backstories and some of the people. That guy had a kid and two. That guy had a wife and two kids. You know that. You know all that stuff.
1: Well, to be fair, I think he was taking the piss because he was yeah. like, "Hey, he's got a wife and two kids. Uh, maybe." I, I don't actually know that guy <laughs> like he's be, i he pr- makes it reasonably clear that he's making at least a fair amount of that up just to yeah. try and make mm-hmm. you feel bad
0: just to mess with you
1: yeah though he does have very good taste in music i applaud yes, you yes he does i applaud you robert <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was like some of the best music for those kinds of situations. It was great,
1: yeah, like fighting through the t v station to hush by deep purple that was sick mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep yeah. uh so uh overall, um I think it's pretty clear that we do highly recommend people to play this game if you have if you're listening to this and you haven't played the game y- you should still play it anyways. This yeah. is not, this. I mean, we may have spoiled a whole bunch of the game, but it, nothing will replace the experience of actually playing through that madness.
1: Eh, mm-hmm. Spoilers don't really matter so much as the experience itself, because with something like this, even the spoilers that we've given here can't really ruin that experience, because there's still no, so much no. more. We're not going into depth. This show would be fucking two hours long if we went right into depth. Yeah, if you do want to go into depth, And you are a
2: nerd. (laughs) There are people who have Um, written
0: academic papers on this game. You can go read those.
2: Yes, there is a critical reading of Spec Ops The Line entitled Killing Is Harmless. It is like $5. Uh, We will put a link in the doobly-doo. It is really, really good and goes into a lot more depth than we have. Um, Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend people pay the money because... The author, uh, Brendan k um is good oh, yeah, at writing about video games. And we need more uh, Yeah.
0: ethical game journalists.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Charlotte, for that wonderful injection of humor. <laughs> but um yeah and I mean if you want to see some if you want to see a whole bunch of redditors uh in a, in a philosophical circle jerk there's always you know googling what their opinions are about it there's
1: also <laughs> literally all of reddit <laughs> is what their fucking well is
0: yeah it's true it's true alright so uh I think that was a decent show so uh guys do you have anything you well, feel like maybe. plugging
1: or are you just crazy and hallucinating the whole thing Oh. Oh.
0: I shall get my top and and spin it.
1: <laughs> okay. Also, here's a question: when you're cru, when you guys were cruising through the white phosphorus aftermath, like any one of them, because there's multiple occasions where it happens, it's just only the one where you're the one doing it. There's mm. always people crawling around in pain and burning. Did you guys shoot those guys?
0: I did. Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yep. Mercy kill.
0: Yep.
2: Yep. And I also I uh I don't remember if I mercy killed the 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 enemy commander that was trapped under the burning truck once, but I don't think I think the first time I played through I let him die. I no, let. Him I
0: always him. I always opted for the mercy kill.
1: It's yeah, just he's not a mercy. good man. That's true, but nobody deserves to burn like That's that. True.
0: Yeah. Yeah. B- burning is the most painful way to die. Short of, like, some I mean, weird chemical burn or something.
1: If yeah. I had the option, I would have pulled him out and let him live with the horrors that he had done. But I didn't have that I option, don't think he, so I might as well just I don't
2: him. think he was very, uh... What's the thing that Catholics are?
0: Repentant? Repentant?
1: Yeah. Masochistic? <laughs> <laughs> um... I used to be a Catholic, I anyway. can say that. <laughs> it's not racist. <laughs>
0: okay so uh, we got some links in there so again do you guys have anything you want to plug or, or should we wrap this up
1: uh, play Warframe
0: okay Nelson.
1: <laughs> yes no Warframe uh, is good it's a free to play game and they actually do it right and fairly rather than the way a lot of other people do it so okay I
2: don't know Twitter,
1: twitter.com is
2: a pretty good website
0: it is a really good website I mean it's, it's getting some traction
2: Read some drill tweets. Mm. Yep.
1: Uh I'm actually a little uh, bit annoyed at fucking Reddit and Twitter at the moment simply because <laughs> well, you remember you remember Lars Anderson, the archery guy? Well, there was yeah. a big a lot of people went and debunked his fucking nonsense claims and basically Indeed. said, Look, he's just a trick shooter. He's impressive because he's a trick shooter, but don't worry about it other than that. Mm-hmm. And then he came out with a response video recently and, of course, Reddit and large portion of Twitter basically turned around and started attacking just one critic because she was a woman who dared have an opinion on the internet and that made her bitchy and, you know, <sighs> nasty and everything else. Whereas all the dudes who fucking laid into this guy much more savagely, nothing. They all got off scot-free. It's just like, yeah, uh,
0: Internet. Yeah. Why internet? What can I say? Okay. Well, um... Uh, the only thing I have to plug is the YouTube channel, which if you are watching this, you already know about. But if you are listening to the podcast, you should check out the YouTube channel on which all these uh, live streams are done live on. And uh, check out some of the other videos. Uh, check out the uh, the Steven Universe, video, Steven Universe, Universe videos. Uh, those I'm pretty proud of, and they're pretty good, and they're monetized. So watching those puts, uh, puts money in my pockets. But don't watch it because of that, because that's unethical. But uh, that's that, I suppose. Uh, so there it is. That's uh, that's Acceptable Vices, episode 5, <coughs> Spec Ops to Line. So, All right, we'll see you guys next week.
2: Bye. Bye. Wait Chir-
0: a minute. Say, Chir- say bye to the nice people. What?
1: We can't see them. I've told you this before. I didn't say we'll see them
0: next week. I said I'll see you guys <laughs> next week.
1: I was about you to say a- you can't see me either and then I realized we have a hangouts window open the side shit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there you go. At the mumble window old fucking show. But well, yeah, how oh, is shit. That bye. Boring? Bye. People. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>